Around uh, this time of year, probably many of you want to fly away for a vacation. We've all been stuck at home or isolated for a while, and people are looking for ways to get out. But be careful when you book a flight, a few inches of extra comfort could cost you thousands of extra dollars. The reason is because we desire more and more comfort in everything in life, from the things we wear to our seat on a plane. And if this, of course, comes with a very high cost. For example, you can buy a round-trip ticket from New York to Mumbai, India, for only $786. However, if you decide you need a little bit more comfort, you could book the most expensive commercial flight available, which is a 125-square-foot luxury suite with private rooms, with three private rooms, for $76,000. Therefore, you could pay one price for normal comfort, or you can, you can pay 100 times more for a trip with exceptional comfort. We are used to wanting more comfort in all aspects of our life, from our cars to the things we wear to uh, our, our workplace and, of course, to our flight schedule. However, in today's letter of St. Paul to the Romans, he says something quite the contrary. He says, we rejoice in our sufferings. When was the last time you rejoiced in your suffering. It is difficult for us to find meaning in our suffering, and very often we get bitter and angry when we suffer. But St. Paul today surprises us with this verse where he explains why he rejoices in his suffering. He says, we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint. Of course, we should never specifically want to suffer. But we should also keep in mind that during our life, a certain amount of suffering is inevitable. So we should learn how to deal with it, how to confront it, and how to welcome Christ and live our faith through our suffering. Because suffering is not always a bad thing or a thing that we should avoid at all costs. All great people who achieved exceptional accomplishments would agree with St. Paul, who associates suffering with endurance, character, and hope. There has never been a saint. There has never been a Nobel Prize winner. There has never been a successful athlete or anyone at any time throughout history who has accomplished anything great who has not suffered in one way or another. If you look at the biographies of some of the great founders of great companies, you'll see of how much turmoil they went through in their life. Therefore, although we should not search for suffering, we should also realize that no personal development is possible without a mature approach to suffering. To understand why St. Paul says that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope, we must keep in mind three things. First, suffering 
is not necessarily a result of failure. Second, suffering does not mean that God does not love us or that he has abandoned us. And third, we should not see suffering as an end, but rather as a journey to something greater. If we look at the first point, that suffering is not necessarily a result of failure, we realize, of course, that Jesus himself suffered a great deal throughout his life. But guess what? He wasn't a failure. When he was born, Harry tried to kill him. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph suffered when they had to flee to Egypt instead of going back home to Nazareth. Also, his suffering didn't end there. During his life, people misunderstood and persecuted him. And of course, Jesus suffered a most horrific scourging and crucifixion on the cross. Jesus suffered, but was a success because he was willing to suffer for his mission of teaching, of healing, of forgiving, of dying, and, of course, all those things led to his rising. Jesus thought of his mission in his life more than he thought of his personal comfort. Imagine if Jesus ran away from suffering. He would have also run away from what he came on earth to accomplish. Whenever we are tempted to think that our suffering is a result of our failure, we should reflect on the life of Jesus and wonder whether our present suffering is preparing us for something greater in our life or whether a certain suffering can help teach us a particular lesson or we can mature and be able to see a different angle of life that will help us grow. Second, suffering does not mean that God does not love us or that he, was, that he has abandoned us. Sometimes when we are sick or going through difficulties, we, of course, turn to God for help. And many people have told me that this past year and a half, they have never prayed as much as before. Hopefully that will continue. But unfortunately, during times of difficulty, we sometimes also turn against God because we think that God is not with us or that God has somehow abandoned us or is punishing us. We have that choice in suffering, either grow closer to God or get bitter and feel that God is far away from us. Some of you may have heard this beautiful poem, which is so beautiful, uh, it's almost of a biblical stature for me. It's called Footprints in the Sand. And a man at the end of his life says to God, I noticed that through most of my life there were two sets of footprints, one that was yours and one that was mine. But then I also noticed that during the most difficult times in my life there was only one set of footprints. I have a very simple question for you. Why did you abandon me in the most difficult times of my life. And God says, my dear child, those times were not times that I abandoned you. Those were times that I was carrying you. Footprints in the sand. Look it up and print it and keep it close to you. As a very beautiful poem that reminds us that God's with us. When we fall and can't walk anymore, God doesn't walk away. He's the one carrying us. Therefore, suffering does not mean that God has abandoned us. It perhaps means 
that he is carrying us right now. Third, we should not see suffering as the end of a journey, but rather as a means to something greater. Jesus did not run away from the suffering of the cross because he knew that without the cross, there would be no resurrection. St. Paul, therefore, not only rejoices in his suffering, but in his second letter to the Corinthians, he also says something very important that describes his own suffering throughout his whole life. He says, I also dare to boast. He boasts of his suffering, and he lists the many things that he endured. Five times I have received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked. For a night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, dangers from bandits, dangers from my own people, dangers from the Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers and sisters, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, hungry and thirsty, often without food, cold and naked, and besides other things, I am under daily pressure because of the anxiety for all of the churches. How many of us would rejoice or boast of this kind of suffering that we are going through? One of the greatest dangers in our contemporary society is that we are afraid of suffering. And when we get addicted to comfort, we actually begin to live a very frustrating irony. We search for greater comfort, but become actually more anxious because we realize that even when we acquire that greater comfort, that can't satisfy us. We search for greater recognition among our peers and in society by buying things that are more expensive and that are unnecessarily luxurious and then realize that those are not the kinds of people we want around us and that's the wrong kind of approach to what we should be doing. And even if we spend $72,000 for an ultra-luxurious plane ticket, after the flight, we still would have a very big problem. We would still have all the problems we had in our life before we got on that flight. These three points, that suffering is not necessarily a result of failure, that suffering does not mean that God has abandoned us, and that we should not see suffering as an end, but rather as a means to something greater, help us understand why St. Paul says we rejoice in our sufferings. This verse is important for us regardless of how old we are, because when we appreciate the true nature of suffering in our life, we also realize that past difficulties have indeed made us better people who have a greater strength and a stronger character. We also realize that when we approach difficult situations with a right attitude, we do not allow them to crush us, but will rather overcome them with the hope that God has put within us. We can experience great blessings when we embrace our suffering because true comfort is not when we acquire a luxury item, 
but it is in knowing that every day we are carried in God's very comforting hands.